Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further, faster? Have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary. Buckle up and let's get started with this week's Unseminary Podcast. Well, hey everybody. Happy Thursday. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. My name's Rich, the host around these parts. So glad that you've decided to spend some time with us to put us in your earbuds. My name, uh, today we've got Sarah Stanley. Uh, she is the youth support pastor from a church uh, in the kind of greater Toronto area called The Meeting House. Uh, welcome to the show, Sarah. Thanks so much, Rich. It's good to be here. Oh, I'm so glad you decided to spend some time uh, with us today. Now, why don't you do two things? Tell us first a little bit about, for people who don't know, a little bit about The Meeting House um, and then a little bit about your role there. Absolutely. So the church, uh, the Meeting House, like you said, just in the greater Toronto area, it's a multi-site church with about 14 locations now. Um, and the slogan is sort of a church for people who aren't into church. So maybe people who've had a bad experience in the church previously or haven't been connected in a long time. Um, so just trying to spread that your religious message of Jesus. Nice. And uh, for people that don't know, you probably have picked up if you've listened long enough to uh, the unseminary stuff. I actually worked at the Meeting House for a while, way back when in the ancient history of uh, this church. True. So uh, <laughs> really super biased. I really do think it's a great church and Sarah's an incredible leader. And so I'm, I'm so glad, so privileged to have her uh, on the on the line today. Actually, we have Brexy coming on uh, as well in a couple weeks, uh, their teaching pastor, which I'm excited about that uh, as well. So one of the things that I love about what you're doing at the Meeting House, oh, we didn't, you didn't tell us about your role? What's your role? Ah, yes. So my role, like you said, is the youth support pastor. So essentially what I do is support our youth pastors and youth coordinators across all of our sites, uh, junior and senior high. So encouraging, equipping, um, resourcing them as they do ministry on the ground at their locations. Nice. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. That probably keeps you busy. (laughs) It absolutely does. (laughs) But we've got some really good people. That's great. Great. Well, one of the things that I love about what you're doing um, in the student ministry at uh, the Meeting House is you really do such a great job, it seems to be at least, doing a great job getting uh, students connected in compassion or outreach, being involved in, you know, serving um, in in the community. Why don't you give us a sense of the kinds of things you've been doing uh, to see students get connected in that way? Yeah, absolutely. So obviously with the multi-site thing, it looks a little bit different at all of our sites. Mm -hmm. Uh, But at the end of the day, we want each of our youth ministries at each of our locations to have a very intentional compassion element to it. Just recognizing that as kids discover and learn what it means to follow Jesus and be disciples, um, part of that means learning what it means to serve and not just saying, hey, this is just something I do, but it's actually because I love and follow Jesus and it's part of who I am as a result of that. Um, So I can speak, I guess, more personally to what that looked like for me the last four and a half years. Um, I was in the junior high role at our Oakville location. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for me, it was kind of what does it look like to get junior highs uh, involved in compassion? And sometimes (laughs) that can be a little bit tricky because just with age and experience and what uh, opportunities are available to them. Um, But something kind of neat that I've appreciated that the Meeting House has done um, is just being really intentional both with um, local and global compassion. Mm. And specifically with local compassion, Um, with all of our 14 different sites, taking a look at each site and saying, hey, in the city, in the community that we're in, what is the greatest need? Mm. Um, And that's different depending on our different sites. Um, So at, like, say, our Perry Sound site, First Nations is a lot more prevalent, and they have some really cool opportunities to get involved um, serving on some of the reserves and working with youth up there. Um, For us at Oakville, that's just not as readily available to us. It doesn't mean that's not something that we should be learning and um, getting involved with, but for us, um, just recognizing 
recognizing that there's a lot of youth and just vulnerable families in our communities. And so what that looks like for us, uh, especially with junior highs, is getting involved in a local organization. Um, there's one in Oakville called Kerr Street Ministries that already does an amazing job of serving uh, new Canadians, families that are new to Canada, um, maybe families that are single parent families or just uh, for what a variety of different reasons struggling. And so we've said, what does it look like for us to help our students get really meaningfully involved there? Mm-hmm. Um, and not just to kind of pop in and serve, but also to build relationships with some of those kids mm-hmm. and some of those families. Now, um, just before we jump on, yeah, how, how at each of those locations are, you know, are the various kind of youth workers and I'm assuming there's like the you know, the lead pastors or the campus pastors are engaged in that conversation as well. How are they, you know, coming up with or defining kind of areas of need in their community? Yeah, absolutely. So each site at the Meeting House has what's called a compassion coordinator, mm-hmm. uh, which is awesome because that helps our youth coordinators. A lot of our youth coordinators are either part-time or volunteer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're able to, you know, connect with the compassion coordinator just as a resource who's very aware of the city, the community, um, the organizations that the Meeting House as a site is already partnering with mm-hmm. and saying, hey, how can we help the youth get involved in something that our community is already, you know, connected to and involved with. So that's right. been okay. awesome and just a really, a really great resource. And sometimes they try things and it works amazingly. And sometimes <laughs> it was a cool experience, but maybe not like not a so long-term much. plan for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that's sort of what it looks like right cool. now. Okay, cool. Nice. Sorry to, sorry to interrupt. So what are some yeah. other ways that you're, you know, some of the other kind of practical things that they're doing? Absolutely. So um, again, so for our students at the Oakville site with Kerr Street Ministries, uh, what we started doing is taking the kids once a month. Um, every Monday, Kerr Street Ministries runs a family night. So they put on a dinner for families where they can just come and be together and eat and just have that time and um, as a gift. And then they stay afterwards. And there's often something that's happening for the parents that's put on by Kerr Street. Um, but the kids were just sort of going to the gym and like running amok. And so, <laughs> which is awesome. But we just sort of saw that as an opportunity for for our kids to come in and when the parents are having that time as parents to come in and say, hey, as junior highs, we can come along these kids um, that are part of our city and part of our community. And so they just come and they run crafts and they run gym games Mm. um, and they're kids and they just get to play, but it's helping them and they have a blast. Like they're like, can I do the sample for the craft? Because (laughs) they want to do the craft. Um, But it is a really neat thing. Um, It has been for me just to see them step into those opportunities of leadership, but also just servanthood and recognizing that like this isn't actually just about me making a craft because I want to or me having like playing this game or whatever. It's like putting this child that walks through our doors and putting them first and helping Mm -hmm. them to have the best experience Mm -hmm. um, and really establish that relationship and it's been neat to see them like they come every month because they're excited to see that kid that they know by name um, and we're able to connect with those parents and another practical thing that we've been able to do is each summer uh, Kerr Street Ministries runs a day camp and so again we've been able to bring some of our junior high and senior high students to help come alongside and run that day camp with them for a couple weeks in the summer so again just trying to establish those relationships on an ongoing basis so that happened over a couple of years and then um, the last two years we actually said to Kerr Street, hey, do you have specific families? Like we're seeing them in and out through the day camp, through this after like school evening program. Um, But is there a way that our small groups and our students can on a consistent basis be praying for and getting Mm -hmm. to know some of these families specifically? Mm -hmm. And so we were able to match up um, one family from Kerr Street with one small group uh, in our ministry, both for junior high and senior high. So I think we ended up having close to 30 families um, in the last couple of years that were matched up with specific small groups. And it just meant, it wasn't anything crazy. It just meant that, hey, if a kid in your family has a birthday, 
we're sending them a birthday card and every kid in your small group is signing it and we're putting together a little like you know pack of little like toys or just things that might encourage them and just mm -hmm. say hey we know it's your birthday and we want to celebrate you hmm, very um, cool. at christmas they've put together like christmas baskets for the family and so just trying to look for those ways that say hey it's not just saying that we're serving because we follow jesus and that's what we're supposed to do but what does it look like for that to be part of our dna and something that like becomes our heartbeat now it seems like there's a really um like a high focus on the kind of relational connection which I think a lot of, you know, a lot of times when churches think about doing kind of compassion work or outreach work, um, you know, it's it's more of the kind of like bless and run, like we're going to do this thing. And then is that intentional? And is that is that just because that's your particular heartbeat or is that like a strategy from what, you, what you're trying to do at the Meeting House in general? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think at the end of the day, if we can do it through relationships, that's that's where we want to be. Um, mm -hmm. Just recognizing that we don't want it to be, like you said, like where you just parachute in and feel like you're saving the day, mm -hmm. but helping students understand. Um, and it's been really neat to see them like grasping this concept of actually, I might think that I'm coming in just to, to have help these kids have an awesome night, but I'm actually walking away feeling like that was more of a blessing for me than it was for them. And seeing um, the people that they're serving actually as a brother or a sister or a friend mm -hmm. and not just someone that I'm, I'm trying to help because that's what Jesus would do. And yes, that's true, right. um, but recognizing that there's so much more to it. And so, yes, it's absolutely uh, intentional. And again, sometimes um, they we are involved in things where it might be a little bit more of a, hey, here's an opportunity we can go serve and we might not be back. But for the most part, if we can find those things where there's relationships being established, that's, that's the goal for sure. Very cool. Now, um, give us a sense. It all sounds like it goes so well and it's very easy and it, it happens, you know, without any troubles. Uh, but give us a sense. There must be a time where, you know, maybe you stepped on a little bit of a landmine. Something didn't go so well. Uh, what was one of those, you know, examples, you know, so that we can learn, so we can try to <laughs> avoid that in our churches? Absolutely. Oh, man, I will pick one. Yeah. Um, I think part of it is just, I mean, one of just the really practical things in our context, and I'm sure that that's true for a lot of people, is that in youth ministry, there's a lot of transition. Um, and so I know for me, even transitioning into the new role that I'm in now, um, some of the things that we were doing look different now because there's different people in those roles and the ministry that we're partnering with looks different. And so it's, I don't think it's a thing where we ever are going to get to a place where it just, it works and this is what we do always. I think um, it's always morphing. Um, one, I know specifically, and again, if anyone works with junior highs, you'll get this. Um, when they were doing the Christmas baskets, they'd all signed up for the things that they were going to bring to make sure we had, you know, everybody in the family's covered. And right. then, of course, it's like, this is the night that you're bringing stuff. And then you've got some groups that do an amazing job and they've right, got this right, right, right. basket. And then, you know, the grade six boys just brought some like candy canes. And right. So, yeah, right, exactly. Um, yeah, and so just being really mindful of what it is that we're committing to um, the organization that we're working with and to the families that we're working with, and then helping that become a learning opportunity for our students of, yeah, what they're committing to and why it's important and how they make that work. Um, so there's definitely been some some major landmines along the way. Cool. <laughs> now, is there anything else you'd love to share with, with folks who might be thinking about trying to, you know, engage their students more in compassion before we jump on to the rest of the show? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think something that I have learned and that we need to just continue getting better at is not just providing the opportunities for them to engage, but also providing the opportunities for them to, to talk about it and to process and what are they taking away from it and what are they learning from it and what about that was really hard and how is it different from what it, maybe they were expecting walking in um, because I know, yeah, it's easy to walk in and walk out, but if you're not taking that time to help them process um, what that means and how it's shaping them, that's that's a significant piece of it for sure. Yeah, what does that look like? you know in your environment I think that's a great insight what does that look like when you're working with students um, lots of questions yeah uh, lots of questions and recognizing that it's okay if they don't have all the answers or they don't know how to articulate um, and then allowing them to share with each other how those experiences are significant and so for us that has looked like having some of the senior high students come and share with the junior high students who maybe aren't able yet to put words to mm. oh yeah that was fun but I have no idea why Right. And having the senior highs be able to come alongside and encourage and maybe put words to um, what some of the junior highs are experiencing. And then I think just the consistency of you're not just experiencing it once, but it's an, on an ongoing basis and being able to ask questions about, hey, how, how does this look different for you now than it did back in September, you know, come the end of the year. So I think just lots of questions and intentionality and consistency. This is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Well, let's jump on uh, into the lightning round, that part of the show where we ask uh, similar questions. Everybody who's on the show today, we're super privileged to have Sarah uh, Stanley with us from the Meeting House. She's a pastor there, uh, involved in their student ministry at all their various locations. Uh, and so we're just been, it's been a great conversation today. So, Sarah, what's an online resource you're using these days uh, that's you know been particularly helpful, helpful for you in your ministry? Absolutely. Um, you know what? I think most recently, um, and I'm sure a lot of you guys are aware of this, but the Center for Parent and Youth Understanding with, by Walt Mueller, um, we're just recognizing with student ministry specifically, there are just an ongoing um, just waves of issues and things that our students are struggling with. And so for me, um, in my role, it's looked like how do I resource parents? How do I resource leaders um, on all of these different topics when I'm not an expert on all of these different topics? And so that's been just a huge resource, uh, cpyu.org, um, that has tons of articles on lots of different things that I've found really helpful. Very cool. Um, have you read any books in the last six, I don't know, six months to a year that have uh, had an impact on your ministry? I have. Um, I have been actually rereading Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership by Ruth Haley Barton. Our youth team is reading it through right now and just recognizing that in the ongoing kind of crazy pace of life uh, to come back in ministry to our hearts and how are we growing in our relationships with God, that's been uh, a really meaningful uh, thing that we've been doing as a youth team together. Yeah, if you don't know Ruth Haley Barton, you really should be <laughs> connecting with her. She's yeah. incredible. She, I, I had the privilege of being on retreat with her mm. um, earlier this year, and it was a highlight. It was, uh, it, I was really so res- good. I'm jealous. <laughs> I know, and you know what's funny? I was resistant going. I was like, there was a snowstorm, and I'm like, well, maybe my flight will be canceled because I've got <laughs> things to do besides be quiet. <laughs> and um, and then, it, but it ended up being incredible. It was we flew out and it was in January and it was so freezing cold, like minus forty in Chicago. Um, but it was a great. I really appreciate her. She's a fantastic leader. If you again, yeah. if you haven't had a chance to connect with her or, or her ministry, you should for sure. Um, are there any other ministries out there that you're looking to that are you know kind of inspiring you or shaping your thinking today? Yeah. Um, <laughs> So many, absolutely. Um, let me try and pick one. Um, I think for me, just, I, I don't even know if I can pick one. I think um, just trying to learn from anywhere, right? Yeah. Like just um, for me, it's been having conversations with lots of different youth pastors and people are doing similar things at different uh, churches. Um, 
yeah, I can't even figure yeah, out. Yeah, that's fine. I think it's it's totally just fine. that ongoing <laughs> conversation um, and learning from best practices and ask again, coming back to whether it's yeah. with students or other leaders, like just asking lots of questions from all kinds of places um, and not getting sent, sort of zoned in on just where I am and what I'm doing. Fantastic. Yeah. All right, if you could get 15 minutes with any leader alive today, uh, who would you want to get that time with and why? Um, I think I would actually love to sit down with Bill Hybels. Mm. Um, when I was in grade eight through high school, we attended Willow Creek Community Church. Oh, okay. um, so it was neat, like as a student. Um, but I think I just have a huge respect for his uh, passion for the local church. Mm. Um, and sometimes I think when we're working in the local church, you see all the mess of it and all the chaos of it, and it's hard. And so just to ask hard questions about leadership and about how you maintain um, just that ongoing passion and heart for uh, the local church and how God's at work in it. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, well, you have a lot to organize. When you're trying to organize and support 14 different campuses, I'm sure that keeps you busy. Um, <laughs> it's not like you've got a lot of extra time, but when you do just kind of, you know, want to kick back, relax, you know, enjoy, enjoy life, what do you do for fun? Um, that's a great question. I like to read. I like to run. Um, I have a seven-month-old greater Swiss mountain dog puppy, oh, so nice. that's crazy. He's kind of like a horse or a dinosaur. Um, so I just like to be outside and uh, yeah, read and hang out with, with them. That's great. Cool. Yeah. Well, Sarah, I really appreciate you being on the show today. If people want to get in touch with The Meeting House or with you, how can they do that? Absolutely. All kinds of ways. Uh, the website for The Meeting House is themeetinghouse.com. And so there's, I mean, tons of ways that you can get in touch with different people on there. Uh, on Twitter, it's at The Meeting House. And then if there's any questions specifically about youth, um, my email is just sarah.stanley at themeetinghouse.com. Or you can just email youth at themeetinghouse.com and that'll get to me as well. So yeah, definitely. We'd love to hear from you. Nice. Thanks so much, Sarah. Awesome. Thanks, Rich. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Don't be shy. We'd love to connect. Check out Unseminary Inbox. You can sign up at unseminary.com and we'll send you helpful training resources every week. Plus, you'll gain immediate access to our exclusive members area with tons of resources you can use. Connect with Rich on Twitter at Rich Birch or through email rich at unseminary.com Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at unseminary.com It includes links to what we talked about today and more. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Did you enjoy today's episode? Drop by iTunes and leave a review. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Join us next week when we'll learn more stuff we wish they taught in seminary. <laughs>